This week's sponsor is absolutely perfect for true crime fans, especially those of us that love a twisty, turny murder mystery. June's Journey is a game set in the Roaring Twenties. June's sister Claire and her husband Harry were found dead, and June is certain that they've been murdered. Now she must travel to New York, where her sister's estate was, to look after her niece and solve the mystery of Claire's death. You go along the journey with June, searching for hidden objects in different locations from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris, uncovering hidden clues to solve the mystery as you go. I'm already on chapter six and the mystery has gotten so good. I cannot wait to uncover more clues. I'm also loving how you get to customize your very own luxurious estate island. That's right. Let your imagination run wild as you decorate your island with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. My pool is literally insane. It has a waterfall. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. Hey, guess what? What? BYOB. Bring your own bloody to the crime scene, am I right? Is that a full-on hash brown in your Bloody Mary? Why are you putting me on blast? It is, but because I ordered this to go, because I mean, if COVID has taught us anything, it's like <laughs> to go alcohol is where it's at, but I got the Bloody to go, and there was like only one waitress, and I was like, hey, instead of the hard-boiled egg, can I just get the tater tot and the pickle instead? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so I went and picked it up. <laughs> And she hands me a to-go box. I open it. There's a hot chicken wing. There's like a full onion. (laughs) But she didn't give me my one thing I wanted, the tater tot. So your girl had to make her own. But that's why I'm a little late. Sorry. (sighs) Can't rush the process. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of True Crime Creepers, where we talk about all the real life creeps from serial killers to con artists. I'm Kristen, the true crime fanatic who loves to tell these stories. And I'm Mogap, the true crime newbie who hasn't heard any of them. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around stressors, big and small. For me, this comes in the form of work, too many deadlines, relationships with people, irrational fears of the future. When we keep them bottled up, it can really start to affect us negatively mentally and physically. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. My therapist has really been helping me work on coping skills for how to handle my stress, how to handle day-to-day tasks that I struggle with, as well as working on communicating and improving personal relationships and just talking through problems with somebody who understands. It's something I wish I'd started ages ago. But finding a therapist is so overwhelming. Are they taking new patients? Are they taking insurance? And once you find one that says yes to both of those, are they a good fit? If not, you have to start the process all over again. If they are a good fit, you've got to figure out some way to fit appointments into your busy schedule. But BetterHelp takes away all of those barriers, and I'm so thankful. I love my therapist. I really feel like they took my questionnaire that I filled out when I signed up and really used it to match me to the perfect person. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Creepers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Creepers. All right, today, Mogab, I'm telling you about a Texas mother who would stop at nothing to make sure her daughter made the cheerleading squad. Louise, that you? (laughs) We should probably let our listeners in on the fact that you call your mom Louise. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which is not even her first name. (laughs) No, it's her middle name. (laughs) Yeah. Which happens to be my mom's middle name as well. Stop it. Yeah. Really? Louise. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Wanda Holloway grew up in Channelview, Texas. (laughs) Do you know where Channelview is? Yeah. It's like right down the road. Also, Wanda... The only Wanda I ever knew was she worked at the Waffle House and she would could not understand that like once we went no smoking, that also included employees. You cannot smoke inside, <laughs> Wanda. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, 
Yeah, so Channel View, gorgeous suburb on the east side of Houston, full of refineries and flea markets. <laughs> Good football team, Texas high school football. Oh, yes, which is a big deal. And hence, hence really why our story goes the oh. way it goes today. Mm-hmm. It was a working class town made up of mostly white, mostly Baptist people and little history trivia for you as late as the 70s, real hotspot for the KKK. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's not far from us. According to, I guess I should cite my sources, according to the Texas Monthly article I read, most of this information comes from, called The Cheerleader Murder Plot by Mimi Swartz. Criminal attorney Mike Ramsey said that God created Channel View so the people of Pasadena would have some place to look down on. (laughs) Yikes. Got a big old Pasadena population, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm listeners, so. I'm so sorry, Channel View, but Channel View is also the type of place where politeness is like a reflex, and bless your heart is the deepest of digs. Oh, ouch. Bless your heart. <laughs> I still say that. Sure. As a dig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not always. Really? I I got thank you cards that say bless your heart and I sent them and my grandma called and she was like, um, sweetie, don't send those. I was like, oh, I was like, nice. Like, bless your heart for like doing that. But nope. No, it's bless your heart. Such an yeah. idiot. <laughs> uh, Wanda grew up with very little, but she was determined to have a better life. She grew up on the rougher side of Channel View, where her father worked at a concrete plant and her mother in the high school cafeteria. She felt people looked down on her, and she felt shame about her family and her place in life. She was desperate for people to like her, but she never felt like she really got the acceptance that she wanted. It wasn't that she was unpopular. People liked her, just not the way she wanted. The one thing she wanted more than anything, the one thing that she thought could get her the acceptance and the status that she so desperately desired was to try out for cheerleader. The epitome of like social hierarchy. Yeah, especially in the like late 60s, early 70s when she's going to school. Yeah, before drill teams really took the spotlight, you know. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, her father was a very conservative, very religious person who said the cheerleading uniforms were too whorish. That's a quote. Right. Oh, (laughs) it's a quote from her very religious, very conservative father. Okay. Oh, that's a direct quote. Got it. Okay. So Wanda never got to realize her dreams of being a Texas high school cheerleader. Oh, no. I already know where this is going. Wanda had a daughter. (laughs) Didn't she? (laughs) Because if you can't live your dream, you know who can? Cheerleading was extremely important in these small working class towns because at the time, It was one of the best ways a girl could advance herself socially, in school and beyond. And it was doubly important in Channel View, which was a harsh town that didn't have a lot to offer. But she couldn't be a cheerleader, so she worked her ass off. She was an overachiever who excelled in business courses at her high school and took piano lessons. Her plan was to get into a good business school after she graduated high school. However, at 18, she got married to a man named Tony Harper and abandoned all thoughts of her business education. Tony didn't want her to work and she wanted to start having children right away. Where do you find these men that don't want you to work? (sighs) Equal rights and all, but I would like the equal right to not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So Tony's family wasn't wealthy, but they had more money than Wanda's. His father owned three gas stations and his mother owned a lingerie store. But Wanda... Wanda wanted more for herself. Oh, Juan Juan. Like a Lincoln Town Car. Oh, really? Yeah, that was her dream. Oh, okay. To have a Lincoln Town Car. To each their own, I suppose. In 1973, her son was born, and she named him Shane, after the guy in the movie who I only know from a walk a bit. to remember. No, oh, wait, that wasn't out yet. The movie Shane, who oh. I only know because of this bit in Gilmore Girls. Mm. I've never seen Gilmore Girls in this. Ugh. <sighs> God. You keep me busy with this podcast. I don't have time to watch TV now. 
Wanda must have been obsessed with that movie, though, because four years later, she had her daughter and named her Shanna. Okay. (laughs) I was already kind of out on Wanda, but here we are. We got Shane and Shanna. In 1980, Wanda and Tony got divorced. Wanda got the house and most of the furnishings. Tony got the water skis, the recliner, and the pickup truck. (laughs) Wanda got married again to an older, wealthier man living in Beaumont. But that ended pretty quickly, and she tried reconciling with Tony. When that didn't work out, she married an even older, even wealthier man that she met at church named C.D. Holloway. He came with a plane. Oh, what city is he from? Channelview. Oh. He was 20 years older than her, and he owned an oil field service company. And Mm. Wanda finally got her Lincoln town car. She also got the social status she'd always wanted and became a very well-regarded member of the Channelview community. But she was desperate to escape the place where people said she dressed beautifully as an insult, like it was a sign that she held herself above other people, because the worst thing you could be in Channelview was pretentious, or to act like you've got more going on than you do. Wanda's daughter, Shanna, once brought a Liz Claiborne purse to school, and some people thought it was a bit much. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) I'm dying. Uh. Wanda talked a lot about moving to River Oaks, one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in Houston. Yeah. She gets a little ahead of herself. (laughs) But she never ended up leaving Channelview. She also never lost her dreams of becoming a cheerleader, and she was determined to see them vicariously through her daughter, Shanna. Why didn't she just try out for, like, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader or something? I guess because she never, like, I doubt she was a very good cheerleader. She'd never taken cheerleading. Because her dad thought the costumes were too whorish. (laughs) Costumes were his word. They are uniforms. That's right. Put some respect on the name. (sighs) Exactly. She enrolled Shanna in gymnastics at the Alpha Gymnastics Studio in Pasadena. And this (gasps) place, do you know it? Oh, my God. Does it say where it's at? It's in Pasadena, but I tried to look it up on Google and I couldn't. Well, I think it's closed down now. Yeah. When did it close? Do you know? No, I couldn't find anything about it. I feel like I I maybe did gymnastics there when I was a kid. Oh, my God. I bet it was. That's so funny. I broke. Well, I like did it for a little bit and then I got a bloody nose and I was like, I hate this. And I quit. So this place, as maybe you're well aware, was dance moms on steroids. (laughs) There was more competition and tension in the viewing room than on the floor. Moms would watch their kids with bated breath, wincing at every mistake. They would yell at coaches and even spread rumors about the other girls. One mom demanded newspapers run their daughter's cheerleading pictures, and there was even once a bomb threat at the cheerleader tryouts at the local junior high. Ooh, that is dance moms. Which would make sense if I went there. I mean, think about it. Sure. Wanda started paying for private cheer lessons for Shanna, determined to one day see her daughter win one of the coveted cheerleader spots when she got to junior high. Junior high? It was coveted in junior high? Well, that's the start. Oh, they just let everybody on our team. Oh. <laughs> Hence why I was on it. Oh, you were on it? In junior high, yeah. Oh. Seventh and eighth grade. Uh, it's pretty cutthroat in junior high in Channelview in the late 80s. <laughs> For elementary school, though, Wanda had put her kids in a private Christian school. And while there, Shanna made friends with a girl named Amber Heath who also took lessons at Alpha Gymnastics. The girls became pretty good friends, having sleepovers at each other's houses. So Wanda also became friends with Amber's mother, Verna Heath. Oh, Verna. But the two never got super close. Verna said she was too busy to have time for close friends, which I will forever say is not a thing. You cannot be too busy for friends. I agree. Mm Mm-hmm. Verna and Wanda became well-known among the moms at Alpha as the moms who would go all out for their daughters. Nothing would stand in their way. Wanda made sure that Shanna had private cheer lessons, a modeling stint at the local mall, and even, gag me, mother-daughter outfits that included a cheer uniform. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, no. Nope. 
Too much. Mm-mm. That's creepy. In hindsight, it seems like Wanda was destined to be pitted against Verna. They were so similar in so many ways, like down to the floor plans of their homes. Same floor plan. Both had ambition. Both had managed to make a good life for themselves money-wise in Channel View. But Verna has, had succeeded in an area that Wanda hadn't even been able to compete in. Cheerleading. Cheerleading. <laughs> Unlike Wanda's family, cheerleading was strongly encouraged in Verna's family. Verna and two of her sisters became competitive twirlers, taking after their mother. Oh. Verna's daughter, Amber, was a star tumbler at the Alpha Gymnastics Studio, and she had been winning twirling contests since she was three years old. I mean, twirling is, like, really impressive and kind of cool. It is. I mean, I can't do it. <laughs> I, don't know. I know. But Wanda wasn't worried about Amber being competition for Shanna. You see, cheerleading tryouts happened at the end of sixth grade. So in preparation for that, Wanda had pulled Shanna out of her private elementary school and enrolled her in the public school system at Alice Johnson Junior High for her sixth grade year for the sole purpose of ensuring that she would be eligible to be a cheerleader. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. While Amber was still attending the same private school for sixth grade. Oh, my God. That sounds like the women that purposely want to join a certain sorority at a certain university. And so in order to... Like, do that, they they go to a different school, join that sorority, and then transfer mm-hmm. to the university. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I agree. <sighs> so, in 1989, at the end of her sixth grade year, Shanna was ready to start trying out for cheerleader. These were the days where you could campaign for cheerleader, and it was more of a popularity contest than based on merit, though there were also actual tryouts involved as well. Like physical tryouts. Well, thank God. Yeah. Taylor Swift was also born. But in 1989, you're right. You're right. Moment of silence for Taylor. <laughs> okay. So there were three days before tryouts where the girls were allowed to campaign to try and get students to vote for them. And Wanda had prepared Shanna well for the campaign. She wasn't oh. worried, though. There were two spots open and there was only one other girl campaigning. Do we know how Shanna feels? Do we know if Shanna wants to do this? Um, I mean, it obviously doesn't matter what Mama's got her mindset. Yeah, it does not matter. It does not matter okay. what Shanna wants, but we'll go into okay. Shanna in a little bit. Okay, good. So imagine Wanda's fury when on campaign day, she discovered that Verna had received special permission from the administration at the school to allow Amber to try out for cheerleader, telling oh, them no, that- ma'am. Those are not the rules telling them that she was intending to send Amber to the public school in seventh grade. So for each of the three days they were allowed to campaign, Verna would pick Amber up at her private school and drive her to the junior high where she would lobby for her spot as a cheerleader, sending her in with a stack of flyers she'd printed out with little peppermints attached. But she wasn't even in school. She would just like walk around during. I'm okay. I'm guessing it must be after school and she's like handing out flyers as I have no idea. Like people are getting on the bus or something? Or maybe they just had special like cheerleading campaign time. I have no idea. Wanda did not like this one bit. She felt betrayed. (laughs) I bet. That Amber was competing against her daughter. And she wanted so badly to be a cheerleader mom since she hadn't been (laughs) able to be a cheerleader herself. I'm thinking a little a little bit of therapy could have really gone a long way here. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a great way for some time for someone to step in. Yeah. Wanda did everything she could think of to stop Amber from competing. She went to the school board and complained. She started going to other parents and told their kids not to vote for the outsider. Oh my god, someone get Wanda like a Zumba DVD so she can get like <laughs> Some moves going and do her own at-home cheer. Great time for jazzercise. Jazzercise? She even talked about getting a lawyer. But in the end, (laughs) Amber got the slot and Shanna didn't. (gasps) Probably. Probably. Because everyone was like, oh, my God. Have you seen Shanna's mom? She's crazy. She did the damage. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I totally think in this whole thing, if she had just let Shanna do her thing and try out... 
that she could have made it one year. I mean, so what? Does Wanda off Amber or what? Just wait. Wanda Cod was pissed. Pissed. To appease her, the board did end up amending the rules so that potential cheerleading candidates would have to spend one semester in the Channel View public school system before they tried out. But Wanda felt that her child had been cheated and the rule amendment didn't help Shanna now. And let me tell you, when mamas, when Texas mamas feel cheated, mm. they know no bounds. Ugh. Yes, their hair is as big as their schemes. <laughs> <laughs> So the next year, Wanda went all out to get Shanna elected. She started preparing months ahead of tryouts. She called her ex-husband, Tony, Shanna's dad, and said that she wanted to do something special to get Shanna elected. Tony came up with the idea that would later become known as the ruler incident, where they would hand out wooden rulers and pencils printed with the words, vote for Shanna Harper for cheerleader. Most kids couldn't afford the school supplies, so it was a pretty good idea. However, can't afford a ruler and pencils? Yeah, they're they're poor. Working class, working people, Mogab. I know, but... Look, that's what the Texas Monthly article said, okay? <laughs> Bring it up with Mimi Schwartz. I will not. I'm a loyal reader. <laughs> also, this article was written in 1991, so, um, you know. I don't know if I could read then. <laughs> I yeah, wait. No, I, is that good? Never mind. I could read. I mean, you would be four, so it wouldn't yeah. be uncommon to not be able to read. Most kids learn to read when they're oh. six, but I learned to read when I was three. So okay, Wanda. <laughs> I didn't get to be a cheerleader either. I was too busy oh. reading. <laughs> yeah. However, Doing NASA internships. Ah, uh, yeah. I was built for great things, and now here we are in a closet. <laughs> you're not putting hash browns in your drink uh that's living the life come on (laughs) living the dream right there however the school wouldn't let wanda pass them out saying that it didn't comply with the school election code like bribing kids i guess they looked at it as a bribe since it was like a tangible thing Mm -hmm. But it was a rule Wanda said she was unfamiliar with and wanda didn't see the big difference between passing out peppermints and passing out rulers yeah The vice principal confiscated the rulers, but Wanda continued to pass them out anyway. And a special meeting was called. All the parents of current cheerleaders and cheerleading candidates were asked to attend, including Verna Heath. Wanda, you are ruining everything. Now you're causing such a scene. No kidding. Because at this meeting, Shanna was disqualified from cheerleading. And Wanda was devastated. She just knew that Verna Heath was behind the disqualification. Oh, my God. I'm worried about Verna. Mm. Life doesn't happen biweekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 a day or $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck, and then access your money as you earn it instead of having to wait for it to hit your account. Any money you access, including any optional tips, are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. It is a much-needed alternative to predatory payday lenders for people that find themselves in a bind, like a bill due Wednesday when payday isn't until Friday. Or you're like me and you're just getting slammed with birthdays. Why are all my friends Tauruses? With Earn In, I don't have to worry about being late with a gift because I had to wait for payday. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Creepers under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Creepers under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. This episode is sponsored by Pros. Supporting our sponsors really helps support the show. A couple of years ago, I decided it was probably time I figure out some kind of skincare routine But the problem was, and has always been, too many options. I don't know exactly what I need or what's best for me and my skin. So thus far, my solution has been to just buy a skincare line off the shelf and hope it helps. 
But that's all about to change when my custom skincare from Pros comes in. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. In fact, in a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised, controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. That's 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash creepers. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash creepers for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash creepers. Shanna, for her sake, wasn't too upset about the whole thing. She even told her dad she didn't want to be a cheerleader anymore. And she did really well throughout her junior high years. She was an honors student. She was popular and talented. She'd even gotten herself elected vice president of the eighth grade. And she was just fine leaving her cheerleading days in the dust. I'm surprised, though, that she got elected and wasn't totally, like, shamed out of school. Yeah, people liked her. So probably if Wanda had just let her try out, she probably could have made it. She'd actually come to hate cheerleading, but she was so close to her mom that she kept it up for her. She wanted to please her, but none of that mattered to Wanda. She wasn't about to give up. High school Mm. cheerleader tryouts were scheduled for March 1991. This is the big time. (laughs) This is the big time. So obviously, Wanda had begun planning months, if not years, in advance. She had taken a clerical job at the high school. And it seems she'd done this with the sole purpose of scoping out the cheerleading situation. (laughs) She asked at least one administrator how she could increase Shanna's chances, including asking if there was a way she could get another competitor disqualified. Yikes. But her plans became much more sinister than that. Wanda had been stewing for years. She knew that Verna Heath had stolen Shanna's cheerleading spot when she'd gotten special permission to campaign. And then when she'd gotten Shanna disqualified, she would not let Verna Heath steal Shanna's spot on the high school squad. There was only one solution to be had. She would have to get rid of Verna and Amber Heath. Stop it. That cannot be where your mind goes. (laughs) That cannot be like, you know, I mean, like just slash their tires on the day of tryouts or something. So they're late. Like you cannot jump from printing names on rulers and pencils to like, all right, guess she needs to go. (laughs) Guess That's not how that works. Guess somebody needs to die. She decided she'd have to hire someone to do it. She couldn't really do it herself. But Mm -hmm. as Hitman isn't a category in the white pages, she went to a friend of her son, Shane, to ask him if he would be up for killing two people in exchange for money. Oh, (laughs) the friend. The friend must have just laughed it off because Wanda wound up at her ex-brother-in-law's trailer, Tony's brother. Oh. His name was Terry Harper, and he was the self-proclaimed black sheep of the family. He'd been married seven times, and he'd had 15 jobs in the last three years. Was being a hitman one of them? No. All right, so Trailer Terry's just out here like... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But he was the only criminal Wanda knew, because he'd had a few minor... Girl, you in Channel View, you know more than one. (laughs) He had a few minor brushes with the law, things like arrests for drug and alcohol-related offenses, like including drunk driving. So what Wanda didn't realize was that having a few misdemeanor charges does not make you a murderer or even really a criminal. Also, not making the cheerleading squad shouldn't make you a murderer either, <laughs> but here we are. Here I guess we fair are. point. In fact, in 1990, Terry says he decided to give up his wild days and turn to his church. Oh. 
Wanda pulled up to the trailer and told Terry she wanted to talk to him, but not there. So he got in her car and she drove to a convenience store. I don't know why she thought that was a better option than at his home, but... Yeah, public place where there's probably maybe video cameras. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Here we are. She asked him how much he loved his niece and nephew, and Terry said he loved them with his life. She said she was glad to hear it. Wrong answer, Trailer Terry. <laughs> yeah. Wrong yeah. answer. She said she was glad to hear it because she wanted two people taken care of, and she didn't care how. Terry says Wanda was very calm throughout their entire conversation and that she wanted it done, and she said she could handle it. But Terry was appalled, obviously. <laughs> and was like, whoa, excuse me. I've given up my wild days and turned to Jesus. He said he didn't do stuff Obviously. like that. And he didn't know anyone who would be willing to kill a 13-year-old child. Wanda can't take a hint, though. So she said she'd give him time to think on it and she'd get back to him. <laughs> God. It wasn't it until... funny, but like, it's so wild. It's hilarious. Do we think this is the same Wanda that I maybe worked with at the Waffle House? No background checks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. What was her last name? I don't know. Well, you can look up pictures because she's all over. <laughs> it wasn't until months later on Christmas Eve that he heard from her again. While the Harper family was having Harper family Christmas time, Shanna came up to Terry and asked to speak to him privately. She handed him a piece of paper with a phone number on it and told him her mom wanted him to call her at that number. And Terry was like, crap. He figured there were two possible reasons for this call. One possibility was that Wanda had decided to call the whole thing off. The other was that she wanted a status report re-Terry finding a hitman. So he called. <laughs> and of course, discovered Wanda wanted to push him to find someone to pull it off. He asked her why she doesn't just let Shanna try out and see if she makes it. And Wanda said, no way. Shanna would be too devastated if she lost. And she'd <gasps> never try out again. Or not. Like, you've just gotten her disqualified both times and she seemed <laughs> fine. Exactly. Terry realized then that Wanda fully intended to go through with her plan and he didn't know what to do. Obviously, he wasn't up for killing a 13-year-old child and her mother, but he wasn't so sure yeah. that if he said no, that Wanda wouldn't stop until she found someone else that would do it instead. And he also wanted to make sure that if something happened to Amber and Verna, that he was not considered a suspect. So he mm. told his brother Tony, and Tony was like, dude, call the police. <laughs> yeah, Tony. <laughs> Big but Tony guy. But the police didn't take him seriously at first. Detective George Helton was a 17-year veteran and a member of the Organized Crime and Narcotics Task Force for the Harris County Sheriff's Department. And the thought of a mother trying to have a cheerleader killed was just too far-fetched in his mind. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> also, he just bought a new pair of $300 lizard skin shoes, and he didn't want to ruin them by stomping around through Channel View. <laughs> It was also a quote from the article. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I love everything about this. I know. It's so relatable. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. Except the murder part. Right. Sure. Yeah. But Detective Helton did agree to put a wire on Terry and showed him how to record his phone conversations with Wanda. And over the next three weeks, Helton became a believer, convinced Wanda did intend to go through with this crime. Terry told Wanda on the recording he had a guy that could do it, and detectives listened in as they haggled over the price. Terry mm. said it would be $2,500 to kill Verna and $5,000 for Amber. And I'm sorry. That's it? I, exactly. I mean, even if you take inflation into account, that doesn't seem like near enough money to kill some, like, like Verna's life is worth the same as a MacBook. <laughs> Dang. Even so, Wanda couldn't afford it. <laughs> she decided she'd have to choose which one she'd rather see dead. She decided on Verna, maybe because she was the more affordable option. And also maybe because Amber was a child. 
Okay, but like, how does that necessarily help with the cheerleading? Stage? Oh, she had she had that. She figured that Amber would just be so distraught by her mother's death that she wouldn't be able to compete. No. Mm. Anyone who has seen an underdog movie knows that she would have mustered the courage at the last possible moment with her mother in her heart. And made her mother's dreams come true by making yeah, cheerleading. Exactly. She met up with Terry at a motel in Pasadena and paid him with a pair of diamond earrings. She said she couldn't pull the trigger herself, but she sure could do it this way. Wanda was arrested the next day yes. on January 30th. She showed no emotion as she was charged with solicitation of capital murder, and she was described as the best-dressed woman at her arraignment. Until Anna Delvey came along with that black choker. No kidding. Yeah, I don't see no court looks <laughs> of Wanda Holloway Instagrams. Sorry, Wanda. I'm about to start it. <laughs> Just a bunch of Liz Claiborne from the 90s. <laughs> That's a little much. <laughs> She pled not guilty. Verna was told by police what Wanda had intended to do. And she said she just felt numb and she oh. felt hurt and she just sank into her couch. I couldn't imagine if somebody came up to me and said that somebody had put a hit out on me and my daughter for the stupidest reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, wouldn't you feel like at any point then you could just be like, you could just get got for anything. No if it's, you know, over this. No kidding. I'm looking her up. So. People went crazy over this story, of course. The press descended on this tiny town, and even yearbooks featuring both girls started selling for triple the price. Poor Shana, who had no idea. I know. Shanna. Shanna. I keep saying it wrong. This Wanda woman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to sick Mrs. Holloway on you became a running <laughs> joke at the junior high. And the ministers in Channel View who previously preached against desiring wealth and against sex now preached against cheerleading. <laughs> and even outside Channel View, this ordeal sparked a hugely unnecessary national debate on the value of cheerleading and made most of Texas really embarrassed with this stereotype of Texas and cheerleading. A reporter, not a Texan, wrote, at one time or another, every girl in America dreams of being a cheerleader, and that's especially true in Texas. Pom-poms are a major part of the Lone Star legend. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. And yet, life went on. Cheerleader tryouts came March 22nd, and administrators at the high school were ready. Did they have, like, extra security? They patrolled the school, their eyes scanning for reporters and also hopefully for hitmen. <laughs> One reporter found her way into the boys' gym and was kicked out. Amber had a really rough time during all this. She was there for cheerleader tryouts and even got applause. But during the campaign, someone vandalized one of her posters by drawing a bullseye on her forehead. She did make the cheerleading squad, though. Shanna did not try out. Shut up. But amazingly, Shanna continued to go to the same high school as Amber, and they even shared a few classes. <sighs> Tony tried to get her to switch schools, but Wanda, currently out on bail awaiting trial, wouldn't allow it. Why Wanda still had any control over the situation is beyond me. But how did she not force her daughter to try out? I mean... Oh, I think... Uh, yeah, I... I'm sure that that was beyond her control at that time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> the kids at school weren't outright cruel to Shanna, but it wasn't fun. Friends wouldn't invite her places if they thought Amber would be there, and she felt like everyone was staring at her all the time. The stress of it all took its toll and gave her stabbing stomach pains and body rashes. Oh. Amber and Shanna avoided eye contact in the honors classes they shared together. Shanna did try out and make the dance team in 11th grade, but they brought in Verna to teach a routine, and Shanna was so mortified she quit the dance team. She stopped going to any after-school functions. She stopped talking. She felt like everyone hated her, and she basically shut down. Everyone turned on Wanda Holloway, obviously, when she refused to get counseling for her kids that probably desperately needed it, especially Shanna. Yeah. And the son, she went to the son's friend to find a hitman. Like, that's <laughs> true. 
So Tony sued for custody. As the trial approached, they shared custody, but Shane, the older brother, clearly preferred living with his dad. I think he was pretty pissed that all his college money was now going to his mother's defense. (laughs) But also, it was 1991, and college cost like $5, so he was probably fine. Yeah. Look, student loans, homie. (laughs) You'll be fine. Wanda's trial came around, and her defense was that this was a frame job cooked up by Terry and Tony. They said it was all Terry's idea, that he had approached Wanda to get on his family's good side so that Tony could get custody of the kids. Except Tony never once tried to get custody of the kids until after Wanda's arrest. Yeah, don't do this to Trailer Terry. Poor Trailer Terry. The defense said Terry threatened Wanda and she was so scared of him that she was afraid to back out of the deal. They pained Terry as this terrible, untrustworthy person, pointing out his seven marriages and 15 jobs in the last few years. (laughs) They had one of his seven ex-wives come as a witness to say that he was framing Wanda to get back in the good graces of his family and that he'd said he was going to burn that bitch. Except the prosecution had tapes. Oh, yeah, wait, I forgot about that. From the six times that Terry met with Wanda to discuss the hit, and she doesn't sound scared in any of them. Terry asks if Wanda still wants to go through with it, and she says, It's not that I don't want to do it. I just have to get the money. So she sounds real scared, and she sounds like someone who was coerced into this by Trailer Mm -hmm. Terry. There was a woman, Gina Bradley, who the jury didn't hear from, who says that Terry Harper had approached her a long time ago, saying that he'd have a hitman kill her ex-husband, but the judge wouldn't let her testify. She was pretty miffed about that. She spoke at a press conference and said the jury should have heard what she had to say, but there's usually a pretty good reason a judge wouldn't let that kind of evidence into a trial. Yeah, what's the reason? Like, that it doesn't have anything to do with what's happening here. Like, it doesn't even show <laughs> okay. a precedent. It just, like... Yeah. It do- it wouldn't it would just prejudice the jury and it doesn't show any kind of pattern really like oh it's just this guy that is just going around to all these women saying hey I'll get a hitman for you like <laughs> yeah. you know I don't think there's a jury on this planet that could listen to those tapes and not get beyond a reasonable doubt that she did this and so they did end up convicting her of solicitation of capital murder and sentencing her to 15 years in prison And a $10,000 fine. But however, that verdict was overturned when it turns out a juror had been on probation for a felony and should never have been allowed on the jury in the first place. How do they keep messing this up? Uh, I mean, who's not running these background checks on these jurors? Jurors. That's how I feel every time I watch the episode of The Bachelorette and there's someone that they have to like remove from the show because and I'm like, (laughs) isn't it like. 10 interns job to like vet this and there's always someone's like oh he has some type of like criminal background I'm like literally anyways that's what this makes me think Uh, for her second trial Wanda hired a new defense attorney named Jack Zimmerman who negotiated a plea deal for Wanda instead of going back to trial Wanda admitted to the crime with a plea of no contest and on September 9th 1996 she was sentenced to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. She served six months of that sentence. What? (laughs) Six months. The Heath family also sued Wanda, and that was settled when Wanda agreed to pay a total of $150,000 to the victims. Oh, no, girl. (laughs) Mm -mm. $70,000 would go to Verna and her husband, $30,000 to Verna's children, and $50,000 to cover legal expenses. Shanna now has two sons of her own, who she says she has chosen to raise very differently from the way that she was (laughs) raised, which I assume means she doesn't force them to do something they don't want to do because she's trying to live some adolescent dream through them. Yeah. But her boys did become a source of healing the relationship between Shanna and Wanda. Wanda has gotten married again for the fourth time to a businessman, and they live close to Shanna. She's a very attentive and caring grandma who picks up the boys from school several times a week and has the family over for dinner. Do you ever hear stuff like that and you wonder, like, how we're still unmarried? 
And then no shit all the time. Yes, <laughs> all the time. You're like Wanda's got married four times. What the? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. And then I remember that I don't want to be married. My chiropractor asked me like, "Why are you single?" And I've decided my new like response to that every time is just going to be like, "I don't know, just lucky, I guess." Uh, I love that. Or like, best decision I've ever consciously made. <laughs> Lucky, I guess. That's amazing. Shanna says they're not close, not like normal mothers and daughters, and their conversations are usually just all about the boys. She says they never discuss the attempted murder, but once in 2010, after telling her boys what had happened, Shanna asked Wanda why she did it and what was she thinking. And Wanda just said it was a mistake. She said she was wrong, and if she could take it back, she would, and that she was sorry. That's the first time you ask in 2010. Mm-hmm. I'd be calling every day. I'd be like, I need, I need an update. I don't Do you have any revelation yet. I just think, like, think about what she went in high school. I mean, she like really shut down in high school. Like, I don't think yeah. she really had the personality type where she felt like she could stand up for herself or that right. she could, you know. I mean, her mom just had this power over her, and. It was hard for Shanna to know that that was the only answer that she would ever get, but she accepted it and moved on. And that is the story of the Texas cheerleader murder plot. Man. You're welcome. I give Louise a hard time, for sure. But like, (laughs) tea god, you know? Yeah, She did one time, I'll never forget this, I called her crying. It was like the one time I feel like, or the first time I feel like I didn't get something I really wanted. I had tried out for the one act play in junior high. Um, I didn't get like a callback or whatever. And I really loved theater arts. Like I wanted to be on that play. And I called, my mom called me after school. I was like, how was it? And I was just bawling. And then she got off the phone with me. I was like, I'll be home in a little bit. And then the next day I got a call to be like an understudy and to be on like the crew, like do the lights and backdrop stuff, which was really fun. But I remember thinking like she definitely called and did something, you know, which is like, yes, nice though. I know. So here I am like, man, I give her a hard time, but she really is. She pulled through. No Wanda, that's for sure. No, no Wanda. She wanted you to do it because... You yeah, and I it. did confirm this isn't the Wanda from the Waffle House. <laughs> Double check uh, the images. Oh, that's crazy. Did you know there was a movie called The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleading Murder Mom, which seems like a very long title. Yeah, it's got Helen Hunt and Bo Bridges in it. Wait, really? <laughs> Helen Hunt plays Wanda, Bo Bridges Yeah, she plays looks Terry. just like her. Yeah. Um, that's a more like tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know... There is yeah. an, a more serious toned made for t- these were both made for TV movies. There were two made for TV movies about it. The other one is like a more serious toned. I think it's called The Cheerleader. I don't remember what it's called, actually. There's this one called Willing to Kill based on the true story of Texas Cheerleader. Story. Yes, that one. Willing to Kill. And then right next to it is Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it feels different. This makes me want to watch Bring It On again. This was a. This was fun. Yes. Usually I try to like lift up an organization that's helping in some way, but I couldn't think of any that helped cheerleaders not get assassinated. So instead, I wanted to point (laughs) listeners towards a resource that I thought might be helpful if they identify it in any way to this toxic relationship between Shanna and Wanda. And that is the website daughtersofnarcissisticmothers.com. I'm sorry, I don't know enough about like their day to day relationship to label Wanda a narcissist, but I do know that that website has been very helpful to people I know who did have the misfortune to be raised by a narcissist. And this is from their website. Welcome to the website, Daughters of Narcissistic Mothers. Congratulations for finding your way here. This means that you have already identified that something is or was wrong with the way your mother treated you and have shown the courage and determination to search for answers. This is huge. It means that you've already taken a big step on the journey of healing from being a daughter of a narcissistic mother. 
You might not yet know exactly why your mother is the way she is. You just know that your mother-daughter relationship is very flawed. And no matter how long and how hard you try, you just can't fix it. This website might well have the answer as to why this is. Your mother might well be narcissistic. I invite you to explore the site to see if that is possible. The site is not about wallowing in the pain and hurt of being a daughter of a narcissistic mother, so do not fear that you'll be on that path. I say this because you might well have been told that any consideration of your circumstances was wallowing and playing victim. As you shall see, this is a standard way to try to deflect you. But for now, know that it is none of that, not at all, although it is for sure about acknowledging it after so many years of being invalidated. Like I said, I know several people who have found healing just in the fact that the website exists. So if you think that might be something you are looking for, I will link the website in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear what you guys thought about this episode. Um, Email us at creeperspod at gmail.com with any feedback you have, any case suggestions, You can also find us at Creepers Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And thank you so much to those that have left a review on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate it more than you know. If you liked what you heard on this episode, please, please consider taking a minute to go onto Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. It will really help us grow the podcast. And also, if you are a subscriber to Audible, you can now rate and review us on Audible as well. Ooh, that's cool. Yes. And be sure to subscribe so you'll have our next episode ready when I'll tell Mogab the story of the Goose Green stabbing, a strange case of a teenager stabbing another teen and became even stranger when upon investigation, a whole cyber fantasy world was revealed. What? Yeah gonna be a good one oh word bye peeps and creeps 